Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Hope your day's going great. Another beautiful one out there. Peggy's in for Waddle today. Talking uh, some Justin Fields and some of the craziness and how it got into MJ versus LeBron. (laughs) And we'll uh, talk about the White Sox and the stadium. Peggy was all over that with the um, article that came out in Cranes about, what, 24 hours ago right now? Yeah, I was just sitting at my computer and I... I had an alert from uh, Cranes about this Jerry Reinsdorf, and I thought, wow, wait a second. They did a sit-down with Reinsdorf? And I'll tell you what, I found it very interesting. There were definitely some nuggets in there. Yes, yes, and we'll get into that. And, and it's interesting the way people are voting now, knowing that Jerry is asking for a billion dollars from the state. And according to this article and, and the sit-down that he did, more like $2 billion. He, he basically said. Okay, but um, that there is at least $500 million that, um, what is the, the Midwest, the, his um, uh, company that he's working with, Related Midwest? Yes. Um, they are actually paying the infrastructure. So the infrastructure would be paid by Related Midwest, and then the state would pay them back once the state income taxes came in. That's how I understood okay. it. Okay, all right. All right, so the, just a billion. Yeah, just a just one a, point a, something. One, one it's point, never, okay, one it's point never, something billion. Yes. Okay. It's, it always Super goes over affordable. budget. All right. Uh, Cindy's <laughs> in Lamont. Cindy, you're on ESPN 1000. What's on your mind? Hi, Sylvie. Hi, Peggy. Um Hope you guys are having a great day. Thanks, Cindy. Um, uh, Peggy, I love you and Dion's Di- uh, show on Saturdays. You brighten my Saturdays. So, Cindy, um, love uh, having you on ESPN. Cindy, I told Peggy this as we were walking into the studio on Saturday. Whether I'm like doing stuff around the house or I'm driving the boys around town, when I look at that clock and I see as we approach eleven. Yeah. I get excited, and <laughs> I, I, t- I tune that radio into ESPN 1000, and I told them that, like, I don't think they're good. I think they're great. I do, too. You just never know what's going to happen. I love that. Neither do we. That's the problem. And that, you know, that's, people that's listen. That's not a problem. And they go, yeah. you know, they're kind of all over the place. And we're like, I love yeah. That, yeah, you know what? It should feel more like you're hanging out with friends or, you know, yeah. and, and this is how you talk. Well, real quick, uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, back to the Jordan LeBron. I don't know if you heard. I, I'm leaning more towards what Peggy said. Um, but Catherine Hoodie said something this morning about something Caleb said about Jordan's sixth championship. And I thought it was great. Do you, I don't know, maybe Tyler has that, whatever was said this morning. Um, but it was funny because, you know, here's Justin saying, you know, LeBron and then Caleb, who is, what, younger than Justin? Yeah. So there's, a, there's the age thing, you know. I mean, you can't usually use that. But he said a really great thing and because um, he's just got a winning mentality, I guess. 20 years <laughs> old, 21 years old, and, and he's yeah. talking about MJ's six championships. Wow, that's interesting. He wouldn't have seen them either, Tyler. No, no, so... 
Cindy, thanks. <laughs> I'm not going to like Caleb Williams more because he likes Michael either. Like, I'm not going to hate on Justin because he likes LeBron more, and I'm not going to like Caleb more because he likes MJ. If Caleb doesn't produce, it doesn't matter that he likes MJ. Do you know what I mean? Yes, of course. So it doesn't matter to me. Doesn't. <laughs> Why are you giggling about it? Because I think it's so silly. It is silly, but I do think that it's a it, it's a um, kind of an off the cuff type of remark that leads you to believe he kn- he knows he's gone and he doesn't feel like he has to be careful what he says about Chicago. This is anymore. why I unfollowed the Bears. Randy in Island Lake, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Randy? Hey, how are you? What's uh, up, Peggy? Awesome show on Saturday. I love cruising around my Toyota. And, oh, uh, see, we have something in common. Thank there you, Randy. We we're, we're your uh, guilty pleasure. Thank you. Uh, great job. Great job. Uh, my question was in regards to uh, George, uh, to uh, sorry uh, Fields. If, if Poles knew, you know, last year that that Fields wasn't the guy, did we actually lose value having to play another season for the Bears coming this off season? Are we going to lose trade value now? Ooh. By letting him play another year, did he lose value? Yeah. I don't, did we lose value? I don't, no. I don't think so. No, because I think there was a lot of people who came out and said that they really... There's still a lot of national talking heads who think that Justin Fields is is an excellent, very good, and that he, he hasn't even tapped into the potential yet. So I don't think so. Uh, he wasn't terrible. He just kind of stayed in, around the same yeah, and, and improved maybe down the stretch a bit. Yeah, in some areas he did improve. Like, I don't think you would have gotten a first for him last year. No. And I think you had to you had to play this out. You owed it to yourself. You owed it to your franchise to play it out. And I believe that this trade will go down, especially if Caleb Williams is good at number one, as one of the best trades in sport, in Chicago sports history. Yeah. So if Caleb Williams is as good as they think he is, if you get Caleb Williams with DJ Moore and Darnell Wright and Tyreek Stevenson and next year's number two uh, that you get from Carolina, their second-round pick, I believe that will be one of the best hauls Chicago sports has ever seen. Yeah, I think you're right. For, for that number one overall pick from a year ago. It's why this pick is so important, because it could define Ryan Pohl's career. Yes, yes, yes. It's why you, you don't go back-to-back years with the top pick and pass it on. You just don't, because then forever you would be known as the guy, the guy. taking the safe, the safe route. Yes. And not taking that chance. you got to take a chance to, to hit the home run. Matt and Streamwood. Uh, what's up, Matt? Hey, Sylvie. Hey, Hey, Peggy, thanks for taking my phone call. I appreciate it. You got it. When I was listening to Shane Waldron with his press conference, I, I, I mean, I appreciate what he said, that he will tailor his offense to their whatever quarterback it is, wherever their strengths, and just help him out. But I've heard that same talk, Sylvie, before from prior OCs when they said that with Justin, with Luke Getze, and with Matt Nagy, when you sat in that press conference, when you grilled them and asked them why Justin cannot be the starter, I mean, I've heard it before that they'll say they're waiting, you know, to make sure that this, that they know the offense. And I just see, like, I just don't want them to do what they did to Mitch Trubisky and Justin and put them out there, not because they earned the starting job, it's because of injury to the starting quarterback that they were supposed to learn from. And I just want them to at least know what the offense is. I don't want to hear that story from them to say, 
well, they'll learn it in the preseason, you know, through the games, the preseason games, when they play six quarters. Because they, they, I've heard you and Waddle say this to me, Sylvia, all the time, that they don't show any defenses. Defense don't blitz. They don't show any exotic blitzes. Or they don't show, like, what they're going to do on defense. And the same thing with offense. It's always vanilla and bland. And I don't want to hear about, in the, you know, during the practice that they're going to get, you know, the, the, the quarterback's going to get pressured and sacked because they don't. So it's just, I just want to know if they do pick Caleb Williams, what are they going to do different for him that they didn't do for Mitch Trubisky and they didn't do for Justin Fields? It's, it's, a, it's a great point. Uh, I don't know if it's totally apples to apples because of where they are as, as a franchise. Uh, I, I think they're in a really good spot. And I think, again, I think there are things you can do as a play caller to help the quarterback out. Um, I think what Houston did. They did a really good job this year in helping C.J. Stroud. And they were a low-level team. And I believe that the Bears, where they're starting as a seven-win team, and hopefully they're going to address the center position. Maybe they sign a center. If they don't, they better draft a center. But the the offensive line is going to be a lot better than where Mitch and, and Justin Fields had it when they first started. I think that it's also, I thought you saw some great coaching in Texas. I thought yeah. that, that that was really a big difference where you looked and you went, okay, Luke Etsy, it, it just took too long. It took too long. And it's, I think it's rare when coaching makes that big of a difference, but I think you saw a lot of that with the Texans this year. It was year. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, you just, you, you've, got to, you've got to coach better all the way around. You've got to develop better. You've got to game plan better. You've got to keep them upright better. There's so many things that you can do, and I believe the starting point will be better with a, a new quarterback. Uh, Mike and Tinley, and then we'll get, I'll, I'll share with you the results of the poll question here early on in the White Sox. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. Uh, you know, I keep hearing all this stuff with Fields, and, you know, it, it, they've they've left them hanging, and they're going to leave, leave them hanging until they see if somebody's better in the draft, all this stuff. But I, I just think it's getting to the point it's really disrespectful. I mean, you know, does he really think they're, they think that highly of them? I mean, I'd like to see him, not that I'm either pro or anti him, I think he should walk in there and go, I've had it, trade me. Well, here's the thing. They they right now are not listening to everything on the outside, as they like to call it, the noise, because they have to be locked in to get the best deal possible. Now, someone comes in and says the noise is really loud out there. It's it's getting bad. It's I do not disagree with you, Mike, that that is true. It is. This is getting ridiculous, and we're still a week away from the combine. We're still, uh, what is it, March, mid-March is free agency. April is the draft. This could go on. They need to get a deal done, but they can't tell them. They can't say any of that because they have to try to keep the, their their play their cards as close to the vest as possible to get the best deal possible for the organization. Well, I don't understand the logic that... He's mad that they may trade him, so he's going to go in and demand a trade. How how is that logical? He he's mad that they they may trade him, so he would say, "Trade me." Do you do you, yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Just do it already. He's, you, that's do, what Mike's saying. Uh, just do it already. Is basically you know, what he's so, saying. So he doesn't want to be traded, and he's frustrated by that. So trade me. I think the better way to put it would be to say he walks in there and says to them. 
you know, what's going on? Blank or get off the pot. Exactly. Or just like, exactly. I, it, it's going to happen soon. He's going to get his answer soon. He's going to be a starter somewhere. And if the Bears don't trade him, he'll be the Bears starter. I, I, I don't think they've been disrespectful. Look, it hasn't been perfect for him. Like, he's been through a lot with the Bears. We, right. We've documented that. It, it's There's been some things that haven't gone his way, for sure. And uh, having the number one pick, again, has been a reason why he probably is going to get traded. Under normal circumstances, coming off the year that he had, going into year four, he wouldn't be traded. Exactly. And and that's why we're at where we're at. Right. But, uh, but again, I, I don't know what expediting this four weeks before it's going to happen is going to help his cause any better. He's got to let the process, if he wants the best situation, yeah, go on vacation. vacation. And if the Pittsburgh Steelers want him and Mike Tomlin wants him, they'll trade for him. Right. Or if Atlanta's hometown team wants him, they'll trade for him. So I don't know what demanding a trade is going to expedite or help him any sooner. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. No, I hear you. It's uh, the noise is loud. Uh, we have we have a lot in Chicago that people tune in and listen to, and it's gone national. And now everyone everyone is talking about this, and he can't get away from it. So I get it. He needs to just go to Europe. Get, yeah. Just get away. Just go get away. And you'll get the call soon. Yeah, you'll get the call. Yep. Uh, so here's here's the poll question. This is based on what we were talking about, and then we'll get to our. 44th moment that we want cut out of our uh, brain, sports brain, on our countdown for great clips. And it has to do with the socks as well. Uh, knowing what Jerry Reinsdorf wants, and then we'll go into more detail on this as well. Knowing what Jerry Reinsdorf wants from the state of Illinois to build a new White Sox stadium, are you in favor of it? And the day that the renderings came out, I switched with Cap. Cap did the afternoon show. I had a appearance at the... Um, auto show that day and then Braxton had a a concert so I got to see Captain Mia Solid and he switched shifts with me and that's when the renderings came out and we were talking about the renderings we're like these look great and finally they're going to move more towards the loop and people can come out of the offices and they're going to get more of a nightlife and, and then we found out oh but Jerry wants a billion Jerry wants public money to do this and he hustles for public money. We determined, Peggy, Jerry moves fast for three things. <laughs> he moves fast for a good cigar. Uh-huh. He moves fast for public funding. And he moves fast for Tony La Russa. <laughs> Anything else he, for Michael? Doesn't move fast for. For Phil? Doesn't move fast for. To build a winning team? Doesn't move fast for. Everything else, those three things, he'll move for. Um, so now that you know what he's asking for, are you in favor of this? We have nearly a thousand votes in in a matter of fifteen minutes. How do you believe the public of of which well, people are having to give money to Jerry? I am are voting. You and I have had multiple disagreements when it comes to team owners in town. I tend to play the devil's advocate, and I try to see it from their side. I think you represent a very vocal group of fans who are very easy to spend owners' monies. And I think that that's just a, that's, it's very easy for people to do that, you know? So 
I would think the majority is going to say no. They don't want it. But I don't think it's going to be. I, if I had to say, it's probably, it's very close. You think it's going to happen? I Oh, I think it's going to. I think it's definitely going to happen. This is definitely going to happen. But I'm talking about the poll. I think the poll is close. Oh, you think the poll is close? Yeah. Or, but you were right what you initially said. 85.4% of the people say no. Oh, wow. I did not that, think that, it was going to be that, that. No, that they're not in favor of it. Right. 85.2% now of 925 votes say no, they are not in favor of the, the stadium. Knowing now what, what Jerry's asking. I, and like, I it's think not it, any new taxes. Like, and I believe if we would have asked these people two weeks ago when these details weren't coming out, what, if you're in favor of it after looking at the renderings, I believe it would have been flipped. They're not the first sports team, although it, it is definitely on the way out. It's not as popular for a state to fund a stadium anymore. Uh, Buffalo is getting their new stadium. That's state funded. Tennessee, the Titans are getting a new stadium. That is funded. Flip it to the Coyotes and the NHL. They don't have a place to play because the state will not fund their stadium. So they're stuck playing at a college arena. So, um, I, I would say this, though, the whereas the NFL tends to have enough money that most NFL teams don't ask for money. It's interesting to see that a couple of them are getting it from their states that Major League Baseball, on the other hand, does not generate the same as the NFL. And therefore, I think the plan that he has put forward is rolling money back into the state with the current taxes that are already there. Now, um, you could argue and say there are other areas that that tax money should go to. But then I would argue and say, and are you really going to trust either the city of Chicago to to put that money forward? Exactly. Are you really going to trust them? To take that money just because you think it should be put to something else, that they're going to put it towards something that you think is more important. Yeah, I think our fans issue and my issue with Jerry is the trust issue of building a new stadium and him saying we need a new stadium to compete. And like this is where I just as a Bulls fan, a diehard Bulls fan that I look at and say, Okay, you have a beautiful stadium on the west side in the United Center, and you are number one in attendance. So he's belly aching that he can't draw and he can't uh, raise money to compete from a baseball standpoint uh, to compete uh, with the White Sox. So he needs this in the South Loop to compete in MLB. In the NBA, he has a stadium where he's number one in attendance. Since Michael Jordan, since he ended the dynasty, he ended it, uh, in 1998, since that time in over 25 years, let me give you some stats, okay? Number one in attendance, the Bulls have gone to 12 postseasons, 12 out of like the last 26. They have won a grand total of five playoff series. They have been to one conference championship Round and they have been to zero championship uh, finals, so they've never been to a championship round. In that time, every other team in our city has been to either a Super Bowl, a World Series, or 
uh, the Stanley Cup. Right. Every team, except the Chicago Bulls, who are number one in attendance. And to put that into perspective in the NBA, the only teams that have made the playoffs less, and they're number one in attendance, are the Washington Wizards. Oh, gosh. The... Pelicans, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Charlotte Hornets. That's it. That's it. It's a great point. So he can bellyache, and Jerry Reinsdorf can tell you, my White Sox don't compete because I don't have the money and I don't have a facility that I could put money into grow a good team. He has a facility that draws the number one attendance in the NBA. And he has put forth a crap NBA team for the better part of a quarter century. Why should I believe, if I'm a Sox fan, that if we build it for him, he is going to build a winner as a baseball team? Because he has not built me a winner as a basketball fan. The state does not care whether the White Sox win or not. True. The state does not care whether the Bulls win or not. All the state cares about, if they are going to allow a state-owned facility that bonds will be taken out, that how they are going to get paid back, and what's in it for the state. And it's the revenue that would be generated in Lot 78. So... As a fan, right. your point is spot on that he shouldn't even say that because he says it and everyone's like, oh, here he goes again. Oh, here we go. He's threatening to go to, to Florida, too, and blah, blah, blah. Right. I get it. The only thing the state cared about was of those three points that he made was the third point. Reinvigorating that, that exactly area. Exactly right. And putting money. So, like, so what makes me angry and you bring up a good point is when he says to the fans, I can't compete where I, I am. I know. The, the reason why Jerry Reinsdorf can't compete in Bridgeport is because he has mismanaged the White Sox. And that's the only reason. The Tampa Bay Rays can't draw a fly where they play, but they win. Okay, wait a second. I, I do have I do have to, to say something here though. They they did win the White Sox and they still weren't drawing. And it's not because the team stunk. They had a couple of very good teams. It's because they're the second team in town. Mm. It is. It's because they're the second team in town. They will never draw. What the Cubs draw. Peggy, their rebuild went horribly wrong this time. Oh, I They're agree. They're back to rebuilding. Like, I agree with they, you. They, they don't go to the playoffs in any regular terms. They, they, they last won in 2005. They went to the postseason in 08. After that, when they, when they last go, this like one brief time during the COVID like they don't, they just don't win. He doesn't know how to build a winner anymore. He is, he is, he, he well, is it's his front offices right, for both teams because he, he keeps them too long. Right. And He's he doesn't demand, he doesn't demand excellence. Right. Whether it's Kenny Williams or fair. Rick Hahn or Very right now fair. AK, he doesn't demand. What, what are they doing with the Bulls? What are they doing? He didn't even interview any managers um, when, you know, uh, this past season with Pedro Grafal. He didn't interview any general manager candidates with, 
with Chris Getz. Nobody. They didn't. They didn't go on a search for a GM. You get the job, Chris Getz, because I'm lazy. I don't want to interview anybody. This is my guy right here, and that's what what gets me upset. So when he says uh, we can't win on the south side, that's not true. Right. That ain't true. It's about drawing. Can you draw the same numbers? No. No, they can't. of course not. But they can't. but you can still win well, if you really wanted to. Sure. I mean, you could say that about the Bears. You could say it about Listen, they don't have any competition and it's the NFL and everybody loves the NFL and the and the Bears could be mediocre for years and people were not giving up their season tickets. So, the Bears didn't have any competition. The White Sox do have competition for the baseball dollar and for the baseball fan. They do. So, they failed in Bridgeport. It never became a Wrigleyville. And now here's this lot 78 that there is an opportunity that it can actually do something for the city, for the community. And I think that is what has the city council, the mayor, and downstate's ears. Well, and I don't blame them for that. I just get mad when I hear I agree Jerry, with you. Like, like, I get so mad as a Bulls fan. You know, that he breaks up the dynasty and then he doesn't ever win. And he's got the number one attendance. That's what I mean. Right, right. So now he's now he's belly aching that he can't win because he doesn't draw. You draw the most fans in the NBA and you don't win. You don't because you're not committed to it. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Speaking okay? of that, do you need a little uh, uh, it, it, a little uh, Schmitz right here? I do. do <laughs> am I am I glowing? Am I glowing? It just I I'm frustrated. I, I, I totally want to love it. like tonight. The Bulls are back from the All Star break. There's nothing more that I would want to be as excited to watch the Bulls and Celtics. I don't care because they stink. That's how I feel. Uh, three one two three three two three seven seven six. The forty fourth moment we want to cut out of our brain is a White Sox moment. We'll tell you about that, and it's the perfect mismanagement moment under Jerry. Uh, coming up next. Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at one hundred point three HD two FM. Listen now on ESPN one thousand. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Waddle and Sylvie share 50 moments over the past 50 years that Chicago sports fans wish they could cut from their memories. Presented by Great Clips, number 44. That's right, so this timing is uh, perfect. So we're counting down the uh, 50 moments. From the last 50 years that we want to cut out from our uh, sports brain. And uh, we're having fun with this list. Some of them are like big, big moments. Of course, the closer we get to number one, those will, will be the biggest moments. And I'm sure you can, you can guess what number one or two or three will be. That will be some good debate, too. Well, we put it number one. Um, and, like, some of these are silly. Like, this is a silly one at number 44 and goes perfect with the talking point on the White Sox and, and, and things oh, like gosh, this. Did yes. you cover this, too? Were you, were oh, you at the spring training? I I was not at spring training, but I I got a call. I got a call from a higher up with the White Sox. Um, and, base, well, yeah. Go, go ahead with oh, no, that. No, no, no. I want you to okay. keep... I, I, I was trying to get 
some response. I was actually anchoring in studio, and I was trying to get a response from the White Sox, and I was, um, you know, kept pushing and pushing and pushing, and finally, um, Kenny Williams called me, and, uh, you know, his wife worked at NBC, and so I was kind of putting on, like, the hardcore press, and uh, he was frustrated with me. He was so angry. Why was he mad at you? uh, Because he wanted everything to just go away. He wanted it all to go away. And he thought that we were by, you know, him speaking on it, it would put a a spotlight on it. And um, I just found it funny. I found it ridiculous as we're we're talking. And I found it, I hate to say it, so White Sox, you know, it just, it just... It just, it just was so typical. So this was in the, I believe this was in spring training 2016, because I think he retired uh, after this had happened. Adam LaRoche was a player who played for the White Sox after playing for the Nationals towards the end of his career. In the 2015 season, he hit 207. With an on-base percentage of 293. Not good. Not good. And then in the 2016 season, he comes in spring training at this time. He, he comes to uh, Glendale and he brings his son Drake with him, which, which he had been hanging out with. And he's been around the clubhouse, Drake had been. And... Drake had become like a team leader at like 14 years old somehow, some way. And, and uh, that, that, it's so silly. And, and there, like one veteran mm-hmm. complained, right? Yep. One veteran complained, but most of the other veterans liked him. Right. Um, and, and so including like Chris Sale, like, Chris, like everyone who, who knew Adam LaRoche liked Drake around. And Adam Eaton, I believe, was a big Drake LaRoche fan. I think Adam Eaton was the one who called him a team leader. He called, not Adam LaRoche. Think about that. He called Drake LaRoche, who was 14 years old, a team leader. And so this was Chris Sale um, after Kenny Williams came and kicked Drake LaRoche out of the clubhouse in spring training. And they made a rule. (laughs) That you can no longer be in the clubhouse. Kids can no longer be in the clubhouse. I believe they had a problem with when Ozzy was the manager with Ozzy's kids. Um, Kenny had a, a problem with Ozzy's kids. And that was sort of a, a, a core problem with, with, with the Gians and, and then Kenny. Yes. yes. And then now this, this bubble. Like this, is, this is only the White Sox. And so this was Chris Sale who was furious about this. We got bold-faced lied to by someone we're supposed to be able to trust. Um, you can't you can't come tell the players it was the coaches and then tell the coaches it's the players and then come in and say something completely different. Um, you know, if, if if we're all here to win a championship, this kind of stuff doesn't happen. Um, like I said, we're we're not rebelling against the rules. It has nothing to do with the rules. It it's it's a much deeper issue, and uh, you know, all this negative attention around so much positivity that was here before. You know, we we were rolling. We we were having a great time. I mean, you guys have seen it. The, the drills are crisp. Everything w- was clicking, and uh, just took someone to come in here and throw a wrench in the plans. 
drills were good. Drills were cr- crisp. Crisp drills. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I mean, not every day can be take your kid to work day. They were 76 and 86 the year before this. So, yes. like, it's not like they were rolling. Like was that show. Robin Ventura? Was yeah. Robin Ventura yeah. the manager? And then they got he got mad that the story went that Kenny came into the clubhouse and Chris Sale told him to get the F out of the clubhouse. This ain't your clubhouse. Um, and that, like, created a whole problem. And then later, if you remember, in the season... Things spiraled out of control where then they had the retro jerseys um, Uh, and and then Chris Sale didn't like the retro jerseys. They were too long on him. He didn't like the way they fit. So he took the scissors out. Edward scissors. And they were supposed to wear and he instead cut them up. So they wouldn't have to wear them that day during batting practice, right? Yeah. Did he go in before the game and he cut them up with the scissors? Yes. And then that led to them trading Chris Sale in the offseason and then eventually going into their rebuild. For, for what it's worth, like, Chris Sale was right. Those jerseys, there's no way you could have pitched in those jerseys. <laughs> was he right with the tactic? Or, or should he not even have to um, express it that way? Should he just say, dude, I, I can't pitch in this. We can't wear these. I think both. I think... The fact that he even had to wear them in the first place was absurd. And then taking matters into his own hands, like I, I'm Team Chris. I've always been Team Chris Sale on this because it used to be. I don't know if this was still the case in 2016 or how it changes among teams. But don't the starting pitchers usually get to pick yes. the uniforms? Yes. Yes. And he's skinny as hell to begin with, right? And with this, the arms flailing oh, yeah. all over. Yeah, I mean these are like bowling outfits. That he's being asked to wear. Do you, can you can you tweet out the picture yeah, again? I can tweet out the, a picture of him of the jersey. Do you remember the two headliners in the trade that the White Sox got back for Chris? Yes, Yohan uh, Mankata. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, and who's the other one? Was it the guy? Uh, no, no, no. It was someone else who was good. Someone he, he's on the team. He was yeah, a very a highly second. rated prospect. Yeah, because Yohan Mankata was the big one. God, I, I, I'm going to kick myself. Oh, I should know this. Do we have something to give away? Can we uh, give away Connie's frozen pizza on this? Sure. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. It was Yoan Mankata and who? Right. It was it was a second prospect. Oh, right. I think there, I know who. Yeah, it is. there were like a, like two other like lower level prospects, but there were two headliners they got okay. back in the deal. So who was it? Who was the second prospect that the White Sox got in the Chris Sale deal? Three one two three three two. Three seven seven six. We got time. We'll take the uh, winner on the air. First correct caller. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Is does Jose have it right? Did the first caller get it right? Put him on. Yeah, Ho- it, Jose and Cicero. What's the answer? Michael Kopech. Kopech. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. How did they get Kopech? Is that something? I forgot all about Kopech. Oh. He made you forget him. What a weird trade that was. Like Michael Kopech and Yoan Moncada is your return for Chris Sale. Well, you and thought I mean, that was a good deal. That yeah. should have been a Moncada great deal. Moncada was like the number one prospect at it, one point yep. in, the, in, the, in baseball. Sale won a world. He closed out the World Series for them. Yes. Yeah. And now he was just traded. 
I'm yeah. still I'm still laughing about the the Drake LaRoche. Drake LaRoche. It, do you remember how it actually spread to the newsrooms and the newsrooms were doing stories on when is it okay to bring your kid to work? Yes. That and we, like it, it was a debate. There was a debate over, you know, should it be once a year? Is it okay to be every Friday? You know, in baseball, kids are in the clubhouse all the time before the game. They're shagging fly balls yes. after the game. They're all, you know, they all come in after the game all the time. But that became such a debate. We had a week about that. Oh, all I believe about it. it. Yeah. And it was a, a huge debate. Like, people would take the White Sox side and, oh, no, Drake should be allowed in. Big deal. Like, this has been a tradition forever with teams. And No, you can't bring a 14-year-old kid. I want to say, do you, do you remember? Let's see if I got this recall. You were just complimenting my recall. Then I didn't get oh, Kopech. No. What Do you remember what uh, Adam LaRoche did after he retired from baseball? I don't. Do you remember this, Tyler? This is something that you usually remember. I know you're taking Jose's info. Because he walked away. Did he do like something really, really deep and really, really? I don't know. Important. I don't know. I this. should. I, I gotta go. I, I'll Google this to make sure that I don't speak out of. By the way, do you guys want to feel really old? Drake LaRoche is what now? He's like a senior 20th? in college, no, right? No, he's married. No. Uh, he's been married for a year and a half. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I mean, my gosh. I, mean, I wonder if he's going to bring his kids to work. <laughs> sure he will. Absolutely. We should get him on. We should get, we should get Drake, LaRoche, uh, Drake LaRoche on. He was playing small college baseball. I mean, think about it. He's a third-generation baseball player. You know, uh, Dave LaRoche. The father was a, a, a Cubs or a White Sox uh, uh, coach. Wow. Yeah. So Dave LaRoche coached with the White Sox. So then Adam LaRoche comes and plays for the White Sox. And then, but the weird thing about that whole thing was Adam LaRoche actually asked Robin Ventura and Rick Hahn what the team policy was. So he, he cleared he it ahead of time. And that was the other argument that everyone yes. would always say. Oh, go ask the Nationals. You know, Drake's a great kid, and he's not going to just be hanging around. He's going to work. I'm gonna, he's going to work. And then it was Kenny. It just got in Kenny's craw. Mm. <laughs> All right, let me, let, me, let me Google this to see if I got the, uh, if I remember the Adam, what Adam LaRoche did after he retired. Because I think it was like big time stuff, him going overseas and saving people. I think. Really? I think. 312-332-3776. Tim Hasselbeck is going to join us. I do believe that he does not have Caleb Williams ranked number one for quarterbacks. He will give us uh, what he believes uh, the Bears should do coming up at five. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. It's that time again when we venture deep into the great unknown. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets over. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him, and he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. It's time to go inside. 
Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salts. Waddle's World is brought to you by Wintrust Community Banks, Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit Wintrust.com slash findus.memberfdic. All right, uh, you are correct about Adam LaRoche. Adam LaRoche, not only does he own steakhouses, his foundation supports retired military. Uh, he's an assistant baseball coach with a, a military um, on a military base. And he went to the police academy to get deputized to work with law enforcement task forces around the United States to fight trafficking. Yes, human trafficking. He is uh, commissioned as a Homeland Security agent. Good for him. Yeah, so... Uh, Does his son work with him on that? Uh, that I don't know. I don't know. I can't call him, though, because did you know that AT&T customers have been hit by a widespread cell outage all across the United States? I'm glad you brought that up, because um, I thought I was being ghosted today, and I may have. I mean... I've been ghosted before. Yes. But I, I texted the guys today, and they were all AT&T customers. Yes. I was in a family group chat, and all of a sudden, I'm out of it. And I can't even log back in. Are you AT&T? Uh, yes. So I, I, I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Um, they Widespread outages across the country, cell and internet down. Um, Verizon and T-Mobile customers also reported outages, though both companies said that those affected had been trying to contact AT&T users. Uh, over 32,000 outages surged to 71,000 by 7 o'clock this morning. Um, they've acknowledged it. They are working on it. And uh, it makes it a little scary to think about uh, how why? these things exactly, yeah. why I it happens. I was wondering, too. Why it happens. Um, there's a lot of baseball players who are also wondering about their new uniforms. Have you heard about this? I didn't know about this. Carmen was trying to explain this to me, saying that this was a controversy while I was out of town. Jesse Rogers just wrote about this on ESPN.com. Add the potential of see-through pants to the growing list of complaints that baseball players have about the new MLB uniforms that are going to be used this season. Uh, they are Nike-generated, Fanatics-produced uniforms, uh, dubbed performance jerseys by Rob Manfred. Players admit it's a lighter feel, but there's a little problem with the fabric being lighter. Uh, it's a challenge to have bigger numbers, and so they look a little amateurish. The eggshell color of the pants, well, let's just say is... Um, eggshell, see-through? A little see-through. And especially when you start sweating, right? Uh, Wet. Oh, you're going to get those yeah. stains. Looking like Sean Miller out there. I mean, it's going to get ugly. <laughs> sweaty. I mean. Sweaty Sean Miller. Yeah. So we've got Jesse investigating uh, pants, sweaty pants. Sweaty that, That's pants. what he's doing down in Arizona. Exactly. And Je Do you know that Jesse sent me a, uh, a sweaty selfie the other day? Sent you a sweaty selfie? Ew, he <laughs> did? <laughs> I don't know what was funnier, Tyler's reaction or your reaction, Peggy. I just watched PCA take batting practice. Did he mean to? Yes. He's, He's like, like look how I, I just am. got lunch. He sent it to, uh, to, to, uh, to me and to Carmen. It was him on Camelback Mountain 
uh, in the same spot 10 years apart. And he said, here's me in the same spot 10 years ago. And, and he really looked like he aged 20 years. Like, it, they were 10 years apart. Oh, my god! But I'll show you the picture. Oh, Lord. But, but I'm like, oh I'm my like gosh. Jesse's sending me uh, sweaty, sweaty selfies. Does he have the goatee in the last one? Let me see here. I, I, didn't, I didn't really size it up. So sweaty the- selfie. What is he doing? <laughs> Just... That's yeah. like the guy who's snapping pics in the gym mirror. That's right. what he's doing. That's, that's, <laughs> that's really exactly what it is. That is so uncomfortable. It's, oh. That is so uncomfortable when someone is is snapping a selfie in the gym. Oh yeah, they get like the their their elbow really comes in on the uh, the angle when they're holding their phone. There's a guy at my gym make who does face. it. He does it yeah, in the, the locker face. room. He like flexes in the mirror in oh, yeah. the locker room, and it's like that you can, you be can't be doing this in the locker room. And they're all like, making the face. They're all making the selfie face. It's like the scrunch, like, scrunched, yeah, little duck lips. You know? Maybe okay, flex the triceps yes. a little. The other day. All right. Oh, gosh. That's from 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Doesn't that look like 20 years? Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of a difference. Look at, he's slim. And then he's not. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, where that no. was supposed to go. <laughs> wow, he is sweaty. He is really sweaty. Involved, he's sweaty. Yeah. I don't know if it's a selfie because he's not. Yeah. Uh, one last thing, uh, Tim Anderson is signing with the Marlins for uh, a one-year, $5 million deal, according to sources on ESPN. And Tiger Woods' son, Charlie, fell short in trying to uh, qualify for the PGA Tour's Cognizant Classic. So, how We were debating how old is Charlie? I thought About he was 14, 14? Or, 14 or 15. 15. He's 15 years old. Um, carded a 16 over 86. Did you see? It was a very like humanizing moment for him. Did you see what he put on the card on the seventh hole? No. What did he do? Take a guess. Uh, what was the par? It was a, I think it was a par four. I know par this. Four. You told did me, he do so. an eight? He had a 12. Ooh. He could play in the women's league with me. <laughs> well, in any league. You pick wow. up after eight. Well, yeah, typically, well, we ten always say ten. Most. Where I yeah. was like, pick it up after ten. Like, no one cares. It's not going to make that much of a difference. Not a tour qualifier. Exactly. Yeah. And there you have it for Waddle's World. All right. That was good. Uh, Tim Hasselbeck is going to join us. Are we going to start fighting again? Because he never likes the Bears quarterbacks. Ever. And it sounds like he may not like the next Bears quarterback. We'll uh, give you details on that as he joins us coming up next.